This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu. Well, you're very, very welcome to our programme today. My name is Ahanu and unfortunately Angel Rose is not with us today because we have an Akashic Records workshop this weekend where we are teaching people how to read the Akashic Records. So in the absence of a guest today, we decided to play for you a recent group Akashic Records session entitled Answers from the Akashic Records, Volume 25. And this session has never before heard answers about crystals, children, drugs, the financial collapse, all about grief, illness, natural disasters, radiation, vegetarianism, about our water and so much more. It was released originally on February 2nd, 2014. And many of you will know that we run these sessions online every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And you can register at worldofempowerment.com. That's all one word, worldofempowerment.com, if you want to get notification of these sessions. So now sit back and relax and come with us to a higher place as we delve into the Akashic Records and answer deep questions about crystals, children, Drugs, financial collapse, grief, illness, natural disasters, radiation, vegetarianism, water, and so much more. Good morning, everybody. You're very, very welcome to our open forum Akashic Record session here today. And we have people from Kilkenny in Ireland and Baldwinsville in New York, Canada, Seattle, from all over. You're very, very welcome. My name is Ahanu. And I want to welcome you to this special Akashic Record session. And we have a number of new participants today. So let me just run briefly through the procedures. You will know that these sessions originated from late 2009, when we were meeting with individuals in small groups in Ireland, New York, North Carolina, California, and everybody wanted to know about the world problems, about healing, life's purpose, life after death, religion, science, ETs, and of course that inevitable question of who am I and why am I here? Now remember that throughout these sessions, Angel Rose is not in a trance and neither is she channeling through any spiritual or psychic entity, spirit, angel or ascended master. She is downstepping this information and knowledge directly from source. Each week, we compile the summaries from these sessions, and we call them profundities, and we prepared them and post them online at worldofempowerment.com. And most of you will know, too, that the answers to these questions became the basis of Angel Rose's first book in the 10-book Honest to God series called A Time of Change. And that's available from atimeofchange.info. And her next book is called The Nature of Reality. And that can be pre-ordered from thenatureofreality.info. And finally then, we ask you that once we close today, 
Please do go to the World of Empowerment website and leave your comments about the session and about your experiences. So that's the end of the formal introductions. I'd like now to welcome our very own beloved Angel Rose. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us today on our open forum session. These are always so interesting because of the questions you ask. So please don't be shy. Put your questions in the question and answer part so that we can have a wide variety of things to choose from today. I am going to uh, say the prayer out loud in just a moment, but I first just want to remind people that I will be teaching how to read the Akashic Records on February 22nd and 23rd in San Diego. So if you are interested in that, please go to worldofempowerment.com and there's info there and there's an opportunity to register. So all of you guys who are freezing in those cold climates, you might want to think of treating yourself to not only a wonderful weekend, but also a nice warm climate. Okay, I'm ready for the prayer now, so. Okay, so just opening up here as I'm saying the prayer, there's just a beautiful yellow light. Uh, it's actually taking the shape of a kind of a big square. So it would be considered flat, you know, like horizontal. And it is a pale yellow. It's kind of a cross between normal yellow and pale yellow. Very pretty color and uh, feels very positive and uplifting. So we'll see how that may connect with the information brought forward today. Okay, our first question today. What can Source tell us about water that we may not realize in mainstream society? All right, what can Source tell us about water? All right, just a minute. It's a good question. There's actually, it's showing me there's a lot of different varieties and types of water. Um, not just the water we're used to on our planet, but there's a lot of waters interdimensionally that do go to various levels. Different levels of reality have varying types of water. All right, so uh, it's saying that water is the lifeblood. Uh, just a second. It does hold memory. It has consciousness. It listens. I find that interesting. It listens to whatever is being said around it. And then it takes the shape of whatever the conversation is, the tone of the conversation. It will realign itself. All right, so it, it has the ability basically to shapeshift into a myriad of structures and geometries, right? So it, it's uh, quite an interesting substance. Obviously, without it, we wouldn't live. You know, that's just a given that Source is saying. Uh, it is concerned about the water on our planet at this time. Uh, mainly because it's it's had a huge toxic load placed on it, so that its ability to uh, shape shift and have the elements needed to support a high quality of life are really is compromised right now. 
so we and also it's saying there's been an onslaught of chemicals put into the water uh, not just from uh, ground level toxicity but from atmospheric uh, in poisons that are in the air is affecting the water so um, we really do need to be putting in place um, a really worldwide water purification system. Each government really needs to be doing that. So just a minute. And what else Source wants us to know about water is that considering that a large majority of our bodies are water, the quality of the water in your body is determined a lot by your thoughts and emotions and also you know obviously what you put into your mouth uh, so a lot of us are ill because the water in our body is lacking elements uh, in a way it's polluted and to consider the fact that since you're three-quarters water, uh, you can use your mind and your emotions to program water in your body deliberately, if you choose to, uh, which could make a significant impact on your health. Uh, we were once told in another group that the reason we die is because the water in our bodies is polluted uh, and that it's missing <clears throat> once again it's missing elements so just throw that in there for anybody who didn't know that that's really all they want to say about it right now except for to remind people that you know really to be more conscious of what you're thinking and talking about around water for example if you're all out to dinner and the conversation turns to the negative world events, let's just say that the water in your glasses is going to rearrange its crystals to represent that negative energy, and then you go ahead and you drink it, and you've just drank that and put it into your body. So do be very conscious of um, the water on your table, and what you're doing with it and also do appreciate it I mean there are people who on their water bottles they do put words that are very positive and uh, they charge their water with those loving intentions because anybody who's studied Dr. Emoto's work knows that you know w words that you say change the crystals of water Intention changes the crystal structure of water. So, you know, if you use the word love, you make these beautiful crystals. If you use the word hate, the crystals get all deformed and turn brown. Okay, and also consider, too, that you can do a lot to heal the water on the planet by putting loving thoughts in it and appreciate it. So that's the answer on water. Just that if anybody's ever gone and traveled interdimensionally in your meditations, you might have come across places where the water feels thicker. Uh, it might be 
feel more uh, gel-like, but so water is a prime element for creation and it does alter itself depending on the varying dimensions. The next question, while it's not directly related to water, may well have a huge part to play with water. Can you please ask Source what is the current situation with Fukushima and how is this affecting the west coast of the United States and the rest of the world? All right, the Fukushima update. Let's look at that. Well, of course, it's definitely spread out into the ocean. Uh, no doubt about that. It's still a lot, still mainly concentrated around Fukushima, around Japan. Okay, so hang on. It is starting to uh, spread, but I actually feel that it hasn't spread as far as people might be reporting or saying. Uh, it's interesting about it because it seems to collect to itself. In other words, when I'm looking at it, I'm off the coast of uh, Japan. I see darkened areas where it's very concentrated, and that seems to extend you know, quite far out from the country, but it feels very compact. And it is definitely affecting uh, wildlife and the fish over there and is now, uh, you know, well, basically that whole area is very affected by it. But as I go out into the ocean, you know, I am seeing it spreading, being dispersed is what the word is. Uh, but it isn't as far and as concentrated as some of the things that are being reported out there. Uh, it is spreading, and it will continue to spread, but it seems that it's... Well, to answer your question, let me just go to the West Coast, because I'm not seeing it spread all through the ocean at this point. Okay? Like I say, it looks like it gathers to itself, um, collects to itself and makes concentrated pockets. You know, it has reached, um, it has reached the uh, state of Washington. It has, for some reason, it's there, and it is somewhat in California. Okay, and what I mean by that is some of it has reached here. More is coming toward us here in California, but uh, so it will eventually reach here. I just think that it's it's not coming at the pace that is being reported, uh, but it is starting to affect the fish and the life in the ocean. All right, so let me watch it just for a minute. Interesting that my back hurts when I'm talking about this radiation, you know, almost like a you know, it has the potential to affect the bones of the body, you know, or the nervous system in some way. My back hurts when I'm tuning into it. We, you know, we will eventually see it across the world. Uh, that's inevitable. It's not like any place is not going to feel the effects of it eventually. But, so again, Source is reminding us that we do always receive radiation from the sun. So it isn't as if we are 
completely new to radiation. I think it's really the issue is how much do you get of it and in what dose. It seems like when we receive the radiation from the sun, it does come down through many filters by the time it reaches us and we're getting it in a level that we can handle. All right, but this radiation does feel um, that it is affecting the water supply, which is really awful, actually. I can almost taste a type of bitterness in my mouth when I tune into it. And the air, yeah. Yeah, well, it is in the air, in the water, uh, and it will travel across the planet. So I think that... Let me just look to see what source can tell us about strengthening ourselves against it. And, of course, it, it is saying immediately that there are many homeopathic uh, remedies out there that have been created for radiation. If you just Google, uh, you'll find uh, remedies for radiation poisoning. You need a lot of super greens in your diet, a lot of chlorophyll, in other words. Uh, plant chlorophyll, wheatgrass, uh, concentrated green juices. You need a lot of vitamin C. Those are the main things that it's saying will offset it. You know, the super greens are important because they do have uh, necessary iodine for the thyroid. Preferably, you know, get a go to healthforce.com. Healthforce.com is the name and you can order they have a wonderful super green product called vitamineral green okay and also they have another product called elite green e-l-i-t-e green and the product is you can also find it on amazon uh, you might get it a little less expensive on amazon it's a fantastic product because the creator is a natural raw food vegan doctor so he's like a real stickler about it being organic, uh, where he gets his stuff from oceans. And uh, I think it's mostly Atlantic oceans, but he gets his, a lot of his plants from ocean and land, both. Okay, so you might want to consider that, you guys. So it is an issue, really, of keeping your immune system very strong. And you can do that, again, with the chlorophyll, with the homeopathics. Nothing like a good homeopathic doctor, everybody, or a good naturopath, really, to be checking your levels, to uh, be doing tests that are a little bit different and solutions that are different. So there is ways around this, in other words. I mean, it is inevitable that we are all going to feel it. It will be in our food. But as I've said before, radiation is really a faster-moving frequency. And part of the reason it ends up in mutations and distortions and cancers is because we're not vibrating at its frequency. If our frequency was moving faster, we would be able to digest radiation without a problem. Okay, So just consider that in our time period that we're in, in terms of the awakening, uh, the potential for healing many, many, many things uh, to raise your frequency. But really, immune system is the focus. 
So that's anything. What can we do to energetically help heal the ocean from the Fukushima disaster? And I do see this beautiful blue light, like a royal blue. I think I have seen that before when I asked this question. But you can visualize more royal blue going into the water. It has to be something in that element. I know blue is very cooling and it's very peaceful. So uh, on an energetic level, you know, injecting the blue into the ocean will provide um, different rearrangements of the water molecule. And, you know, what I hear Source saying is love, you know, it may sound airy-fairy, but love actually does heal uh, many things, and it rearranges, again, molecules and chemistry. And for those people, well, you're asking about energetic um, ways. I'm visualizing the royal blue, and I'm visualizing love, and also um, a greater concentration of green, that beautiful emerald green. Okay, those are the three things, the royal blue, the emerald green, and love, sending lots of love. And really the love has to be, and this is important, that we don't want to treat the radiation as an enemy. Okay, because it's already in the ocean, which means that those water molecules in the ocean have already embraced it. In other words, even though they didn't really have a choice, but they have embraced it into their, into their body, really. So we don't want to have an attitude when we try to help the ocean process the radiation. We don't want to perceive the radiation as an enemy because uh, that is always, that's not going to work. We have to love the ocean with its radiation and just supply extra royal blue and green. Should humans eliminate eating meat to enhance our frequency. And if we do eliminate meat, will our frequency be closer to source and will our ability to manifest increase? All right, well, you won't be closer to source if you don't eat meat because source is love. And uh, source loves everything. It loves meat, it loves vegetables, it loves criminals, it loves people. So being close to source is your ability to love uh, all creatures and accept everything. All right, so that's what gets you closer to source because that's all that source is. Now, meat is a personal decision because there are people who are ready to not have meat and eat more plant food, and there are people who still need meat. And I think each person has to decide what their body is like. All right, now, there's lots of ways to look at everything, really, everybody, because the truth is, is that consuming is consuming is consuming. So whether you're eating meat or you're eating plants or you're eating fruits or whatever, you're still consuming. And consuming is the reversal, okay, of our spirit. 
In other words, it is us believing that we have become these small people who need to consume outside things for energy. Okay, now, obviously, we are all at a consciousness, or most of us, where we really believe that 100%. And so, therefore, we're actually not ready to stop eating or stop consuming. All right, so it would be foolish for me to advise all of you to do that. However, the natural spiritual evolution is really that the more light you bring into yourself by changing yourself, by purifying your own, own consciousness, the less hungry you will be for certain things. Now, I'm not going to make anything bad because I'm very aware that there are yogis in India and across the world who eat chocolate and smoke cigars and drink coffee all day long and and they are very enlightened. And I think the reason they're enlightened is because they've come to the place where they are recognizing that everything is everything is everything. All right, so because something is taking a particular form, you know, it really has to do, there's so many levels to this really, people, but it really has to do with your level of where you are. All right, now they do say if you're going to eat meat, it is preferable to eat grass-fed meat, um, free-range, you know, grass-fed food, animals. All right, now it is true that I'm sure animals would prefer that we aren't butchering them, okay? However, again, you really have to watch where you are personally, okay? There are people who are raw food vegans who I've met both where their energy is just incredibly high. Uh, and they do say that if your energy is incredibly high, your ability to receive uh, and connect spiritually is maybe better because you're not processing, you're not using your energy all day to process toxins or artificial food, let's say. You know, raw food gives you nutrients that allows your system to work better. Okay, so there's different levels. On the physical level, people are at all different levels of consciousness. Okay, and so you really can't say, I still eat meat. I feel I'm very connected to source. So that hasn't prevented me from being connected. What has allowed me to be connected is you know, to be working on my, the parts of me that weren't always so nice, let's just say, okay? So I hope I answer that. There's actually a lot of levels, but connecting with source has to do with being loving and being non-judgmental. And the more you clear of that, the more loving you are, the more connected you are to everything, the more you recognize that nothing is separate, including the radiation and the meat and all of it. And that's what gets you closer. In terms of, like I say, you have to look at your own particular body. You know, there are people who are natural vegetarians, and that feels better to them, and they like it. And then there's vegetarians that get sick. I knew somebody who was, was a strict vegetarian and ended up with leukemia. 
Okay, so, you know, we can't really, we can't really judge like that. But certainly more live food, I could say, across the board, whether you eat meat, uh, you do want to add those live uh, vegetables because that's where the minerals are and the amino acids and the enzymes that we need to, to, for our bodies to work. So you, you do need, everybody across the board needs those. Now, speaking of illness, is there an organ in the body that is not doing its job and causes diabetes? Well, I'm hearing source say that it is a metabolic disorder. All right, so it's a, it's, it has to do with metabolism and how the metabolism is working. And in that, in that I'm feeling a lot of heat. Somehow metabolism has to do with heat in our bodies. So that's kind of interesting. So just a minute. There's usually particular enzymes that are missing. Uh, meta me metabolic enzymes, metabolic, the digestive process feels deficient in enzymes. So there's a big imbalance there. There's deficiencies, huge deficiencies, it looks like. So I'm not seeing one particular organ. I mean, I think the pancreas... Uh, malfunctions because the other things are malfunctioning. You know, in other words, it looks like it's an effect rather than a cause. But what source is saying, it's a metabolic disorder. I feel like I'm being directed to the stomach and the intestines and the way that they work. Now, I think what needs to happen is met metabolism itself needs to be research because it looks like there's particular hormones that go with metabolism processes. So they might be a contributing factor. And it's also saying that uh, vaccines mess up uh, the metabolism. So if you're diabetic and you're an adult, you could have been messed up from the time you were small from vaccinations that you received, if your system uh, was the type that couldn't process them. But no, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing any particular organ being the cause. I'm looking at a metabolic process. That's the culprit. Can Source give us some advice as how best to support someone who is deeply grieving from the sudden death of their spouse? Well, the first thing that Source is saying, actually, is to allow them to do it because it's a deeply personal thing. Grief is, is deeply personal. It is a process of acceptance and integration of what's happened. Um, there's a lot of components to it. There's a lot of fear in terms of what's going to happen to the person who's left behind. There is obviously the, the missing of the person when that energy is taken away that you're used to being around. And grief can take a long time for people. And basically, the support that I'm seeing is that you're there. Just to be there for somebody and listen. And people who lose people... They may talk about that person for months, nonstop. 
So I think for the for the people outside of the situation, what Source is saying is there is no appropriate time to grieve. In other words, people don't need to get over it in three months and get on with their lives, you know. People can grieve for years and it's all right, according to Source. We need to be more compassionate and for people who are that way and to allow them uh, to go through their tears. And we on the outside don't like it because it upsets us to see a person in such a state. But remember that love allows and it doesn't judge a person's process. It's basically there for them. Um, to comfort them, to lend a hand when possible. Now, if somebody still isn't functioning at all after, let's say, six months or so, they, they may need extra help. And at that point, you know, you would try to get them to go to a, a grieving group, perhaps, where they could be with other people who are grieving. So... After six months, sources saying, if a person is not functional, and that's the key, you want to get them some sort of help, some extra assistance so they can accept what's gone on. How can we help drug-addicted teenagers? A lot of drug-addicted teenagers have entity possessions, first of all. Uh, so you have to be able to have somebody who can go in and look at the person and see what kind of entities are messing with the person and hanging out there. So that's the first issue. If we don't take care of it at that level, you can give a child all the rehab you want, but if those entities are still in place, when they get out, uh, they're still going to not be able to say no uh, to an offer of drugs. Okay, and they're saying a lot of teenagers are being compromised with entity possession precisely because they are experimenting with drugs, they're experimenting with alcohol. Uh, there's even entities that come in through promiscuous sex. So they're, they're kind of open books for a lot of this, which is rampant right now. So the first thing, like I say, is you need to have a, an energy worker or somebody who can look at them and see if there are entity attachments, and if so, that has to be dealt with first. Okay, now the other part, part two, is nutritional. Okay, so after you remove entities, if the person is willing, they do need um, to change their diet, they need a diet that is really high in nutrition, and that means um, usually they are going to be really depleted in minerals and really depleted in, in amino acids and vitamins. All of these are contributing factors when somebody uses drugs. All those things get leached out of the body, so they need a change in diet to build up their inner strength. Okay, because if they don't have that, they're not going to be able to maintain a healthy life. Again, this is a process. It isn't just about going and drying out for a few months. Um, there's other factors there. 
that need to be dealt with. Um, and there may also need to be some emotional healing done with the teenager. Okay, so those are some suggestions, but to me the entity thing is number one. Nutrition is number two. And then emotional, some sort of emotional counseling or clearing is number three. Our next question is about crystals. Do crystals have to be carried around on our bodies to have an effect on our health and on our lives? How does their healing technically work? We know they enhance properties. How does this work? All right, well, there's a few questions in there. Okay, well, you know, what Source is basically saying is, yes, crystals, each type of crystal does carry its own particular frequency. And if you are, and they also carry minerals. Obviously, crystals are made of minerals. It could be part of the reason why certain stones feel really good when you hold them. You know, what might be great for one person doesn't have any effect on another. The crystals are very personal, too. And not only that, each type of crystal has its own personality. So, in other words, you can't really say that all quartz crystals um, are going to have the same effect on somebody. They do, quartz is our magnifiers. They do carry a lot of electrical charge. You know, some crystals, like I say, you could have a quartz, give a piece of quartz to two people. One person may feel great from it. The other person won't feel anything. All right, now the same with other sorts of uh, stones. They all do have their own mineral content, which you may be deficient in. So to answer this question, I would be looking more at what are the components of the particular crystal. Why does my body like it? Because the truth is, is you really don't want to be dependent on anything outside yourself for your health. Because your health is you. I mean, part of your health has to do with your consciousness, with your emotions, with your thoughts, with your beliefs. And um, crystals can enhance and they can supply deficiencies. So, you know, maybe it would be fine to carry around a particular crystal that has a, a mineral content or is adding a little bit of extra life force energy to you for a time. But I want you to put this in perspective. We are, uh, the human being has the potential to become a God-man. Now, I want you to think about that for a minute. You know, in your kundalini alone, in the base of your spine, which is dormant in most of us, you have the ability to totally heal yourself of anything, regenerate your entire body, change your blood structure, change the water structure, move uh, through walls, uh, bilocate, have incredible psychic abilities, meet your other dimensional selves in other dimensions, you know, it's, it goes on and on, okay? Uh, you have an ability to taste and smell things coming to you from hundreds of miles away. All right, and just to show you how, let's put the, so if you're asking me if a little crystal that you put in your pocket 
or you wear around your neck is needed, okay, to maintain a sense of stasis for you. Just look at that belief, really, because a tiny piece of crystal compared to the unlimited God power that is residing right now in your own body, okay, and we're just, and I'm not saying this to the person asking the question, but we're just so externalized in our focus that when I say to you, all you really have to do is spend 15 minutes a day going within and make it a regular discipline, you know, you wouldn't need all that other stuff, okay? So do you need to carry a crystal around to be healthy? You know, if you're at the basic level of not wanting to master yourself at all, and you're using a crystal to supply minerals or to give you a little bit of extra energy, go ahead and carry it because if you're using it for that and you don't carry it, it's obviously not going to supply what you want. So that's part one. What was the other one, huh? How does their healing effect technically work? Well, I just, I just expressed that. They are a consciousness as well. Okay, so... You know, not only do they magnify energy, they carry their own frequency, they have a mineral content. They also uh, resonate it with different colors because they're composed of different crystals that have different colors. But more than that, they are an actual consciousness, like everything is, really, that you can have conversations with. And we did a class some years ago on crystals, where people brought their crystals from their house to the class, and we taught them how to start having conversations with their crystals, and it was very enlightening because uh, the crystals did tell each person what their qualities were, uh, how they wanted to be used, what their gifts were to the person, and yet then there were crystals that said, I don't want to be used for healing. I want to be put back in the ground. Others would say, I want to be put back in the ocean. Uh, and then at the end of the evening, when we thought we were finished, nobody moved. So we put all the crystals out on this huge table. And they all, and we sat down and collectively those crystals started to talk to us about the planet and all sorts of things going on with the planet. So I hope I'm answering your question with that, that really you need to be communicating with those crystals at that level because, like I say, you could have two pieces of quartz or two pieces of rose quartz, and one may say, put me back in the ground, and the other one might say, use me this way. Can you please ask Source to tell us about Obamacare? What is the real agenda behind this program, and will Obamacare ultimately work or fail? Okay, well, the first part of this is they are saying there are there are benefits to it for many people, actually, who have not had health care, couldn't afford it. Um, so it seems to be something that would help people of low income more than anything else. Okay, so in the middle level, okay, so the basic level is, yes, there's parts of it that are actually beneficial for a lot of people. Okay, the ones squawking are the ones that make 
more money and uh, they need to pay more to be in it. So there's different levels of it. But for low-income people, it's actually a blessing for a lot of them. All right. Now that there's a middle level in terms of maybe a plan to get everyone uh, dependent on the normal medical pharmacological system. Okay. So what it doesn't include, of course, is holistic alternatives and therapies. All right. So, you know, it is it is kind of designed to make everybody dependent on the conventional medical system. So that's one drawback of it. Uh, will it succeed or fail? It's going to have a rough time financially because it still has so much opposition. So I'm looking at, you know, ups and downs with it, to be honest, and whether it will succeed or fail is a political agenda. And uh, that's not determined at this point. All right, so you're going to watch a battle in this for a while. And I really don't know how it's going to turn out, actually, because it still looks like there'll be changes made. There'll be some things that uh, are the same. So it's still in a process. Just determines which political faction is strong enough to cause it to go a particular way. But let me just answer the question. I hate to be vague, but this is what Source is saying. It does remain to be seen. It has its benefits. The downside is trying to get everybody uh, to sign up to something that will not allow them to use holistic therapies. So that's the downside. And that may even be adjusted in some years, but I feel like I'm looking at four or five years before uh, the program will accept uh, alternative therapies. So it's still up for grabs right now, to be honest with you. How long does it take children born in the last three years to develop psychic gifts what can parents do to determine if their children are crystal or indigo children at young ages? All right. Well, if, you're, if your child is a crystal children or an indigo or crystal child or a rainbow child, it'll be obvious to you because that child will automatically be expressing psychic abilities. Uh, they'll be coming out with information and knowledge and memories of other lives. Uh, now, this isn't true of every crystal, but the common denominators are that they have a unique intelligence. They usually have a, um, it's not just an intelligence, but it's a creative mind. It is a uh, advancement in balance physically where they're, they excel in sports and do all sorts of incredible things with their bodies. And this will be obvious to you because you will compare it to the way you were when you were a child, but you'll also be comparing it to other children that you know. So it'll be very obvious that they are um, they are more advanced on a lot of levels. That should be there from from the very get go. Now they'll also be sensitive to foods. They'll be very sensitive to 
chemicals to unnatural lighting to processed foods to uh, what's going on in the house. In other words, uh, if there's arguing going on, these kids will be not able to be comfortable being around that. And the thing is, is because they're ultra sensitive when they get older, these are the types that start experimenting sometimes with drugs uh, as a way to kind of create a buffer between their sensitivity and the world. You may find some of them unable to, um, you, you've got a mixed bag. There are some that will be geniuses and inventors. Uh, they'll love learning. They'll advance quickly. And then you'll have others that have difficulty in school and in learning because of the environment mostly. Now, those would be the ones that need to be out in nature and need to learn outside. All right, so it's not necessarily advisable if your child is not displaying its own natural abilities in that way. Uh, you can do little mental exercises and intuitive exercises. You can Google psychic exercises on the Internet, and there's plenty to pick from. If you If your child is interested in that, uh, if they're not interested in playing those games of psychic development, you really do need to just let them be and see how they evolve and look at what they're interested in. Did I answer all parts of that question? Uh -huh. Yes, you certainly did, Angel Rose. Now, our next question is a personal question. And let me remind people that this forum is not for personal questions. But I want to take the points that this person made and turn them into a general question. If somebody, Angel Rose, is loyal and conscientious, but has trouble keeping a job, for example, or are facing other financial difficulties, what can they do in general to change what they're facing in this time period? Okay, well, I will answer that one. Only what I'll say to that person is they do need a personal reading because um, it's just probably the fact that they're not really aware of their highest soul purpose, their highest gifts, or their highest career. And sometimes, you know, when you look at a person's soul contract in a reading, and you can see where they're best suited. So it sounds to me that this person hasn't found their right job, even though they are loyal um, in all of that. Okay, now, we're reading a book right now, called Breaking, what is it called? Busting Breaking, loose Busting from Loose from the Money Game. Someone gave it to us, this book. It's not a book that we sought out, but it's called Breaking, Busting Loose from the Money Game. You might want to look at that because it is, it's a bit spiritually based in the sense of it really does advise people how to get out of the trap of financial difficulties and worrying about it. Okay, so it is not a, it's not a, uh, it's not any kind of a marketing method or anything like that. In fact, it's exactly the opposite. But I am being guided to tell you about it in case you want to look up a different way to see everything. Okay, so, and I think it's needed in this time period because of what's going on. Uh, we are in a time where all of these worries and fears and conventional ways of doing things really do need to change. So let me just recommend that to that person. Um, I know it has shifted you, Ahanu, 
in your consciousness. Do you want to comment on it at all? No, except to to point out that there are many, many books out there, self-help books that will help to change your attitude to things. But that one in particular takes a really high level spiritual approach, which I liked. And it has certainly made a difference in terms of the day-to-day worries that we have. So it, it does come recommended. Now, speaking about money, Angel Rose, and the financial system, this next question is, what's going on with all of these bankers who are dying or committing suicide? What's going on with the world banking system right now? Are we headed for a collapse? That's a good question, isn't it? I don't know if anyone else has heard that, but um, there was a report on that I saw on Facebook where in the last 10 days, three um, major heads of three different major banking companies committed suicide. And that's the basis for the question. So, well, uh, okay, what it seems to be going on is that there have been threats made against these banks uh, to bring them up on charges of fraud and expose um, some of their dealings, which seem to be quite widespread, actually. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, other things would be exposed, let's just say, if that got exposed. So there's been threats of exposure and um, incrimination in all these people, and that is actually part of a let's just say a covert organization that is working to dismantle the power structures um, of the elite and also of the banking system uh, in general. So we have activity going on underneath the surface that is really threatening a lot of uh, lawsuits and corruption. Uh, to be exposed, and it looks like it will be exposed anyway, but the particular people, let me see if they really took their own lives or if they were murdered, actually, is what I'm curious about. Yeah, you see, what I'm picking up is it, it was a threat that, that either either they take themselves out or they'll be taken out. So, you know, there's there's stuff going on in there that's pretty complex. All right, but really the whole thing is starting to come to blows and we still have the game going on where the power elite are uh, threatening and then people are threatening the power elite so we've got this intrigue going on right now and how it's going to turn out is more and more corruption will be exposed and the thing is is even though in the past couple years we have seen a lot of corruption be exposed the power elite has still managed uh, to protect its ass, if I should say, okay, in these dealings. Even though the stuff's coming out to the public, they're still covering themselves, they're still maintaining their their sense of control. And all of that is, um, you still have a battle going on between those forces and the people who are trying to dismantle it. Okay, it's almost like we take two steps forward and one step back with it. I'm not seeing a huge financial collapse yet at this point. And the reason is, is there's too many things going on between countries 
that really cannot afford to have that happen right now. And you, and you have to understand that the whole financial game is all orchestrated. You know, the fall that we went through in 2007 was all orchestrated. Uh, the stocks falling, uh, the stocks coming back up, the stocks falling. All of it is orchestrated at the whim of people who are interested in manipulating the, the whole global economy. So when I tell you that they're not interested in letting it all collapse at this point, it is because there's too many other world things going on. There's, there's conflicts between world leaders, uh, there's discussions, there's wars, there's economical uh, other things going on. So I just don't think you're going to see um, a complete collapse right now. However, having said that, it would be wise for everybody to have cash in your in your house. I mean, you know, don't be so totally dependent on your debit cards and the money that's in your bank. You should be having a reserve at home in the event that the power grid went down. Let's just look at that very simply. Let's just say something uh, did happen financially or you know obviously with the weather changes it's very possible for power systems to be going down it's just smart to be keeping a certain portion of your money in your house speaking of collapse and disaster Enge Rose perhaps you could <laughs> yeah perhaps you could answer a couple of these uh, questions together uh, seeing that we are winding down in terms of our time and we do want to make time for our meditation to paradise earth also Will there be a virus, a war, or a natural disaster that kills millions of people in the future? And are there other reasons that causes drought, like the uh, Fukushima radiation, for example? And then talk very, very briefly about a pole shift. In terms of natural disasters, I still see that you are going to be looking at earth changes. Okay? You, you are going to be looking at Earthquakes and volcano eruptions, drastic weather. I mean, this is just going to continue for a while, everybody. So, uh, in a way, you know, expect anything is what I see with it. Because we're still in it, and we're not out of it. We won't be for some years yet. So, is there going to be a disaster that could take out a lot of people? Of course it's possible. Uh, in terms of viruses, yes, there are strains of viruses that have the, that have been killing people and have the potential to. Uh, a lot of that is also because of uh, stuff that's coming in from the cosmos, but also the the way the environment is changing. It's conducive to uh, new strains of things coming in. Uh, this is just on the natural level I'm talking about. I'm not even mentioning the artificial interference from weather manipulation and artificial viruses being created. Okay, that's another whole piece. But, you know, here's, here's the big answer. You know, Source looks at our lives here really differently than we do. And I think this is important because I could sit here and talk to you all day and say, Everybody needs to have survival stuff in their house. 
You do need food. You need especially water in your house. Good, good water or a water filtration system in your home. You need uh, a heat source. You need something to cook on if you if all of your power went out. So you, everybody, practically just on a practical level, needs to have those things in their home and in their car. All right, because we are obviously living in very changing times, and when I say expect anything, I mean it. Because I am looking at earthquakes and volcanoes and droughts and fires and places that are hot being hotter and places that are cold being colder. And this looks like we're, we won't be out of that for, I'm going to say a good five or six years yet before we really start to see some balance there. Okay, so that's just practical. But really everyone, you know, the bigger issue is the fear we all have of losing our lives in catastrophes. And that's really what we have to address, is our fear of losing our lives. Because in the bigger picture, if you could see Source and feel Source the way I do, on the highest level now, all is well. And that means if you live through disasters or if you don't live through disasters, all is well. Okay, because eventually, unless we diligently work on um, ascending our bodies, which is the internal process I was speaking about earlier, unless we take on that devotion, uh, we're going to be in effect of all sorts of things outside of ourselves. And actually, when you become truly enlightened and in that place of love, you know, you're not focusing on if you're going to live through a disaster or not. Alright, but on this level of our normal consciousness, protecting your family, protecting yourselves, being smart, is obvious. And that does mean buy some blankets, buy a camping stove with propane, make sure you have extra water in your home that you guys can keep warm if you're in a cold climate. Uh, if you have a fireplace, you do need wood, store some wood. Now these are practical practical things okay because it isn't always about running away from an area that could potentially have something happen all right because the whole world's in it at this point you know we're all affected by it okay but on a spiritual level we all know that our for most of us our bodies are here temporarily and there will be a point when we do leave our bodies okay now, you don't have to be foolish and just say, oh, okay, whatever. You can protect yourselves as much as possible, keep yourself strong. But if you are a person who goes in a disaster, you're going to be fine, you know, because your spirits do live on forever. And, and maybe I'm sounding insensitive. I don't mean to be because I'm fully aware of all of the levels that we experience life. I'm just saying that looking at the fear of the whole thing is really important. I mean, I actually did do a reading for a couple the other night, and they, uh, you know, they've moved into the rainforest. They've done all these things, but to listen to the person talk, um, it, they were full of fear, really, underneath it. You know, it's it's kind of like, well, we have no chance against all this and that and the other thing, and 
I don't believe that for a minute. You know, I think the consciousness is continually changing. Uh, what did we just see on Facebook last night, Ahana, where they were building the trees upright? What was that? Ah, uh, yeah, it was uh, just various buildings in Malaysia where they're actually using them to plant trees on all the different multi-levels of the buildings. So it's like a skyscraper. It's actually like a hanging forest, effectively. And they're building several of these, and they're saying that it's contributing enormously to the filtering out of toxins in the air and clearing smog and that kind of thing. Wonderful development, really. Okay, so that makes the point, though, that there's many solutions coming down the road for our world. And we really need to be hopeful and not worried about all, all the negative stuff. The other thing, too, is sometimes a person's sole mission is to be right in the thick of disasters. Okay, you know, maybe they're a helping influence. Maybe they're the ones who save lives. So I just think we need to look at all of this from a really high spiritual place. What were other parts of that question? Did I kind of cover one? You did, and uh, I was trying to lump a few questions together, but it was all about the fear that people have about some big natural disaster or a pole oh, yeah. shift. And oh, the pole shift. Okay. The pole shift is still a potential, everybody. In fact, I was just actually doing a private reading last night, and someone asked this question. And what I really saw was that the Earth herself is trying to hold her position in space. She actually looked like she was shaking. And I saw lots of shifts underneath the surface, lots of shifts under the water. There's cosmic forces going on, so she could flip, to be honest. But right now, right now it's not happening. But is it? Is there a potential for it to happen? Yes, there is. Is it an absolute? No. All right? And I'm being reminded by source of a few years back, it told us that it is not in source's design to have huge land masses disappear to go through such horrible loss that actually if we would all be working on becoming uh, columns of light ourselves you know we actually stabilize grids we actually hold land masses together i mean like i say there's powers within the human that we just ignore are we in a cleansing yes we're in a cleansing but that cleansing is supposed to be us cleansing ourselves internally of fear of thoughts and beliefs and judgments and all of the nasty stuff that we all have within us this is the cleansing we're being asked to do okay as well as you know those that are working to clean our environment. I mean, there's all sorts of beautiful, wonderful things happening, people. You know, people are growing food in their communities and sharing it with each other. People are using aquaponics and uh, all sorts of things to grow food and sustain the environment. Uh, there's the stuff that Ahana just told you about. So we have a lot of solutions uh, coming into play in our world, and I, I think that's what we need to remember and focus on. Okay, Angel Rose, there are still some questions in the line here, but unfortunately we don't have time for them and we will move them forward into the next session. 
I'm now going to run quickly through a summary of what we covered today. Water listens and realigns itself to the tone of its surroundings. Water needs a worldwide recognition of its importance in creation. Water is influenced by our thoughts and our emotions. The reason we die is because the water in our bodies is missing elements. Words and intention changes the crystal structure of water. We can do a lot to heal water through love and appreciation. The effects of Fukushima is remaining somewhat compact, gathering to itself, but it is still spreading slowly, affecting ocean life. The radiation from Fukushima first affects the human nervous system. The negative effects of the radiation from Fukushima can be mitigated through keeping your immune system strong. The color blue, emerald green and love projected into the ocean will help the oceans. Do not treat radiation as an enemy. Rather, embrace it with love. Eating meat does not get one closer to God's source. Eating meat is a personal decision. All consuming is the reversal of our spirit. Animals would prefer not to be butchered. Connecting with God's source has everything to do with being more loving. Deficiencies of metabolic enzymes can cause diabetes in the body. Vaccines can have a negative effect on the body's ability to process enzymes. Grief has no time frame and the best comfort is to remember that love allows. Many drug addicts have entity possessions. Every crystal carries its own frequency, and their effect is personal. The human potential is to become God-man. Crystals are a consciousness that resonate, converse, and have their own personal personalities. Obamacare has many benefits but its agenda of dependence on the pharmaceutical system of healthcare may not be wholesome enough for a changing world. The abilities of indigo, crystal and rainbow children are obvious to parents but are not always understood. Some children use drugs as a buffer to the world not to be aware of your highest soul purpose can lead to all kinds of difficulties in life. 
charges of fraud against banks have precipitated suicides and threats. All financial collapse is an orchestration that manipulates global economies. Expect anything and be prepared is advice to be heeded in a fast-changing world. Fear of death is what drives much of the actions and this must be replaced by love. Our everlasting spirits are above the level of our perceived natural disasters. Sometimes a person's sole purpose is to be in the midst of a natural disaster. It's not in source's design to perpetrate natural disasters. The great cleansing is not external, but internal. So I do believe it's important in the light of the types of questions that we're having here today to bring our attention to Paradise Earth. And let's be clear in that intention. It is to travel to Paradise Earth, which exists right now at a different frequency band to what we're familiar with here on Earth. But we want to journey there and bring back the frequency of perfection, the frequency of perfect love and joy and happiness, and integrate that into our own lives, into the lives of our families and friends, and outward into our communities, our cities, our countries, our planet, and then further on outward into the universe. So close your eyes now and make yourself comfortable and become aware of yourself sitting where you are and feel the contact of yourself on your chair or on the ground and take a deep breath in and let it go. Take another deep breath in and let it go. And one more deep breath in and let it go. And find yourself relaxing. Relax your head. Relax your face and your jaw and your tongue. Relax your neck and your shoulders. Relax your chest and your arms and your wrists and your hands and your fingers. Relax your stomach, your hips, your legs, your knees, your ankles and your feet. Now see in your mind's eye the number three appear three times. And then see the number two appear three times in your mind's eye. And now see the number one appear three times. Know that you are perfectly safe and that you're always in full control of this journey. Know that you can open your eyes anytime and be back in your room anytime you like. So in your mind's eye now, look over to your right side and see a staircase with 12 steps leading down to a hallway that leads to your quantum doorway to Paradise Earth. Become aware of your surroundings. Become aware of the fact that your staircase may be crystal or wood or stone. 
It might be cool or warm or rough or smooth. And begin going down now. Down steps one, two and three. Relax. Down steps four, five and six. Going deeper now. Step seven, eight and nine. And more relaxed as we go down steps ten, eleven and twelve. And find yourself in your hallway and see a door ahead of you that leads to Paradise Earth and bring to mind what our intention is today. We will go through this door to Paradise Earth and bring back the frequency of perfection, the frequency of perfect love and joy and happiness and integrate it into our lives. So stand in front of your door now and when I count to three, the door will open and you will jump through the door into Paradise Earth. And when you're there, you will have plenty of time to explore and I will come to get you very shortly. One, two, three. Jump through the doorway to Paradise Earth now. Okay, it's time to come back now. Find your door that leads back into your hallway and go there. And remember that you're bringing back with you the frequencies of Paradise Earth. On the count of three, you will open your door and jump back into your hallway. One, two, three. Jump back into your hallway now. Doors closing behind you. You are now back in your hallway, facing a staircase. So go up your staircase now, in full memory of your adventure. Up steps 12, 11 and 10. Up steps 9, 8 and 7 and 6. And begin to feel the full awareness coming back into your body as you go up steps 5, 4 and 3. And still keeping your eyes closed, stretch out your hands and your feet and go up steps two and one and find yourself in your peaceful place where you began. And when I count to three, I'll snap my fingers and you'll be wide awake, back in your room, feeling better than ever before. One, two, three, wide awake. So that brings us to the end of our session today. I'm going to ask Angel Rose to come back now and to close the records. Well, I thank you everyone for your wonderful questions today. Uh, next week we have a topic-specific group. If you go to worldofempowerment.com, there will be the list of the next two weeks and the topics that we're going to cover. So we hope you enjoyed that session. Remember that these free Group Akashic Records sessions are online one Sunday each month at 10 a.m. Pacific time and other sessions are paid premium sessions but you'll find all the details about those 
at worldofempowerment.com, worldofempowerment.com. And if you search for Angel Rose or Ahanu on Amazon, you'll find all the transcripts of these sessions available as ebooks or downloads for Amazon Kindle. Or indeed, if you were to go to our website at worldofempowerment.com or angelrose.com, you can purchase the CDs or the MP3 downloads. Remember that the 8 Steps to Freedom is at 8stepstofreedom.com. That's all hyphenated with a number 8, 8stepstofreedom.com. And Angel Rose's book, A Time of Change, is at atimeofchange.info. The Nature of Reality, her new book, being launched right now, is available for pre-order at thenatureofreality.info, all one word. And my own book, The Reincarnation of Columbus, is being launched as we speak. Get a hold of that. It is a riveting read at thereincarnationofcolumbus.com. All one word, thereincarnationofcolumbus.com. And this session, you're too late to learn the Akashic Records now, but Angel Rose and I will be teaching people how to read the Akashic Records in Ireland in April. So watch this space, or if you're interested, sign up on angelrose.com. That's A-I-N-G-E-A-L-R-O-S-E.com or worldofempowerment.com. So next week, it could be you on the hot seat here with us on the Honest to God series radio program. And if you'd like to come on the show and discuss your passion or your spiritual business, contact us at angelrose at angelrose.com or register on worldofempowerment.com. Until next Saturday at 8 a.m. Pacific time, we send you our love, our blessings, and thank you for listening to myself, Ahanu, and Angel Rose on the Honest to God series. And as we say in Ireland, Sloan, August Benacht de Liv Galair. This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. The Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu.